This week on the Baseline Podcast, Josh and I talk about our mock drafts 2.0, and we revisit our 1.0 mock drafts, as well as the winners and losers from the NFL Combine. We also briefly discuss how different trades could impact the NFL draft. All that and so much more coming up on the Baseline Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ben. He's Josh. We are back, and we are going to be talking about the NFL it kind of a combination of the draft because we're going to do our mock 2.0 this week but also on top of that we're going to talk about some storylines that are shaking up the draft as well uh but josh i think you want to talk about something that has happened here in the last few days that uh or when you're listening to this probably about a week ago or so of what's been happening in college football yeah, so uh, college football, obviously, there's a lot of uh, prospects that are looking to get drafted and guys currently playing right now hoping to uh, improve their draft stock. And one of those guys that we anticipated would be uh, maybe coming up in next year's draft is uh, offensive lineman from Ohio State, Harry Miller. I'm sure a lot of your base is familiar with him. Uh, and there's been some concern about, like, what's taking him so long to get back into practice? Is, like, the, there an injury going on that's just kind of lagging around? And he dropped, I think, a bombshell on to most people on Twitter the other day talking about how he's medically retiring, not because of the injury necessarily, but just uh, mental health reasons. I mean, he was, uh, it was very uh, in vivid graphic detail too. He told uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State's head coach, he was going to kill himself. He even mm. tried to play through games uh, with uh, cuts on his wrists and on his throat. And uh, I guess that's just something that nobody ever really noticed because he either had uh, like wrist taped up, you know, like an offensive lineman will, and then yeah. the the chin guard and stuff like that can kind of hide some of that stuff. So it was just kind of like wild because it's just one of those things where you never really see that coming, especially from uh, as high caliber of a player as that. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, Ben, being a Buckeye fan, but yeah, it's- yeah, it's 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 interesting. You know, I, I think about. Um, you know, I think about this and from a high state standpoint, right? Like it, it's tough. It's a tough loss. Like, you know, they filled in really well when he was gone. Um, but we all thought he was an injury, just like, you know, maybe a long-term, you know, undiagnosed, maybe he's just kind of figuring it out or whatever. Right. And, but honestly, if I look at it in the real world perspective, uh, you got to give your hats to him of being honest in a world that it's very hard to, I think, be completely upfront and say, Hey, this is what I was dealing with. And, um, you know, again, I, we don't know where his, his life is at. Like we, we think that he's doing well. Um, but we don't really know, like, we don't know what his, what's going through, but I think, I think what was cool in that statement, you know, you sent it to me. I didn't know about it. Actually, you sent it to me. I hadn't seen it. And so I read it and I was like, just as in shock as you, like, yeah, this is this is crazy. But if you read it, and I love what he said, because a lot of people have been kind of in the past few months doubting, kind of like saying things about Ohio State's program. I don't know if you heard about the transfers that were kind of bashing Ohio State's program. And did you hear Martin what Williamson Rose yeah. And did you hear what he said and said, if it wasn't for Ryan Day's program itself, he doesn't know like what would have happened, that sort of idea. To me, that is that is something that I think stand makes me love Ryan day that much more is the fact that you didn't even know about this. Nothing leaked out of the program, nothing, no one knew about this. And that to me shows a coach that cares about his players, a program players. And, and maybe even some of the players didn't know, we don't know. All we do know is that I think this is something that is serious. And I, and I want to put out there to people like if you need that help, get help. If you need that, just someone to talk to find that person. Um, 
it's a place that is a very um interesting place to be like you know i've been depressed before i've i've dealt with things before not as far as him but it can be a place that is very dark and if you don't find that person it's it's a tough thing to do uh any final thoughts for you josh on this yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll just validate, I guess, what you said about Ryan Day. I think, if I remember correctly, his dad also committed suicide. So Something I mean, like that, yeah. I'm pretty there's sure. the head yeah. coach out there that, I guess, has any experience with this these kind of situations, I'd imagine it's Ryan. And then, yeah, that is cool that uh, they were able to keep that internal and not leak out any private details like that. And I also, uh, I guess, will applaud Harry for, I guess, going into the details because we hear about athletes all the time. Um, I believe Lane Johnson uh, from the Eagles, even Calvin Ridley uh, from the Falcons, I think they all were taking time off to just deal with their mental health. They didn't really give any details on that, but we really saw what was going on with Harry and that made it a little bit more real, I think, for everybody. Yeah, and I think it, it – I hope he's going to be a – I hope he's still involved with college football in some case or, you know, helps athletes. Maybe he'll do that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we just wanted to talk about this before, you know, we go into our whole mock draft and, you know, joke and stuff. But it, it's serious stuff. And um, I'm sure I post-editing this. I, If you're watching, I put it the the um, tweet that he put on, on screen. But um, – yeah, it's, it's a very surreal situation, and uh, we do pray for all of you out there that, that do need that, that help and that extra um, just people to listen to. But anyways, uh, moving from that note, to let's move to a more interesting note, Josh. Um, I don't know if you briefly, before we get into our mock draft, briefly want to talk about some of the changes that are happening in the NFL that also has made our previous mock drafts look <laughs> completely off-site. Well, they really are. I mean, starting off, I think the biggest difference is going to be that the Broncos don't have that number nine pick anymore. It belongs to the Seahawks, and that's because the Seahawks uh, dealt Ryan or Ryan Day, <laughs> Russell Wilson, over to the Broncos in exchange for some first-round picks. A uh, very interesting trade. I think it works out for both sides because the Broncos get a franchise QB and can now, uh, while they're in win now mode uh, have that quarterback that can guide them there and Seattle's kind of fallen off uh, the last couple years and it looks like now they're just committing to a full rebuild because they've made other moves like cutting Bobby Wagner a franchise linebacker that is probably going to be a huge get for somebody in free agency but that's one of the biggest ones also the Packers uh, keeping Aaron Rodgers in town which is something that I definitely didn't see coming as we talked Ben about uh, if we were betting men how we would go with that and I thought Rodgers was going to be gone but now that he's back I feel like uh that changes well it doesn't really change how I had him picking but maybe it changes how other people had him picking but yeah we both uh, we both didn't go quarterback there in our previous mock draft right we figured they they would either go like Jordan Love or something like that but now that uh they do have Rodgers in town I feel like you have to get a receiver <laughs> that much more hey maybe I'm gonna stick with my guard pick Josh Maybe I want to stick with the normal Packers way. Well, we'll see once we get down to, I think it's pick 28, what we got going here, but even um, just some other buzz, Ben, like the Jaguars uh, franchise tagged Cam Robinson and that increased Hayden Hutchison's or Aiden Hutchison's odds from being the number one pick to plus 600 to as high as minus 250. So everybody's like, the Jags got the offensive line uh, all set for 2022, which means they definitely won't be taking Evan Neal or Akeem Ekwanu now, right? 
but I'm they, not you sure know, they need like two good tackles, right? The other like, thing about that too is like they, they need, only tagged Robinson. So is he even going to yeah. be on the team in 2023? Like that's not a long-term solution. It could be, maybe they signed to a long-term extension eventually, but right now they only got their two tackles under contract for the 2022 season. So I think an offensive lineman is still a possibility here, but that is interesting that uh, how Hutchison just shot up like that. Yeah. And I, I think too, one of the things that's interesting for me, right. Is, I, I love trades in this time. Like it's almost like our own March madness without the basketball. Right. Um, and it's really interesting. I think um, there hasn't been any other moves. Well, there's been the, um, the uh, Khalil Mack uh, oh, yes. supposedly trade They're They're sort of figuring out now, does that change what I have for the chargers? Most likely not for the bears. I just want to ask, are you stupid? That's just like what I want to kind of ask because my uncle's a Bears fan and I know he's probably just so ticked off. They got their quarterback last year and they had their defense was pretty solid. And then, you know, you just go and, you know, throw in the old. Yeah, the old it's very town. interesting. But again, on the Chargers, they they kept Mike Williams in town. Maybe they paid him a little bit more than I would have for an average of 20 million a year. Uh, the Buccaneers kept Chris Godwin in town. So maybe they don't go wide receiver with that pick like I initially thought, but. You ready to dive into this, Ben? I think that pretty Let's much do covers it. all. The Let's main do it. Yeah. You want to start? You want to start? Let's start. You start yeah. us off. So I'm, I'm going to, for now, hop on the bandwagon oh, of putting Evan Neal at number one. And oh. I'm going to tell you why. Oh. You, you kind of uh, did it last time we did this mock draft. I saw him kind of going in number one in other people's mock drafts. But even if they have Cam Robinson um, at left tackle, Evan Neal has played all around Alabama's offensive mm-hmm. line. He's had hundreds of snaps at guard on the right side of the line, the left side of the line. And maybe Robinson is just a tag for now. And maybe he leaves later. We don't know that yet. But for now, I think Evan Neal, I mean, that that's another great addition to the offensive line to help protect Trevor Lawrence. So I don't think tagging Robinson necessarily means they're going edge. They definitely could. But since Evan Neal has so much flexibility, I think he'd be a good pickup right here. Ooh, I, I see, see people listening this is what happens when the knowledge of ben bowden just comes out and i just well, it start... also doesn't help that uh Kayvon thibodeau was saying he couldn't handle uh the workload of oh. doing the combine all day i think that's gotten some people having him slide in their mocks too just just wait to see where i have Kayvon at just just wait just yeah. just wait to see that happen uh but i'm going to stick with evan neal because i'm a genius everyone knows that um and so evan neal i just believe that you could have Robinson and Evan Neal as your two bookends with Lawrence. You're not going to make the same mistake. Like, I'm sorry, do not go defense. Don't make the same mistake that the Bengals did last year and, and not have even extra help. It doesn't matter if Neal might only start half of the games. You get a guy that's going to be there for a long term. He's a big dude. He's a scary looking dude. And he could make a difference. So I'm going to stick with Evan Neal because, well, Lawrence just needs to have a better year. Like I'm rooting for Trevor Lawrence to have a decent year next year. Lawrence also isn't as good under pressure as Joe Burrow. No. So protection is a little bit more important for uh, for that yeah. guy. He's definitely not as mature as what Burrow was coming out of college. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're moving on to number two. And this is where I have a change. Previously I had Thibodeau, but we yeah. all know how his softness might enter the play. So I'm having the homeboy. And I know you had it last time, Aiden Hutchinson. I just think... I was just skeptical. You knew this last time. I kind of was just like, is it, is he, does he shown enough? Right. But the way he, 
participated in, in the draft combine and I think as way as he's going to do possibly in his pro day, I believe Aiden Hutchinson's, I'm not saying a lock 100%, but it's like a 90% lock that if he doesn't go one, he's going to go two. That's who yeah, I have. I, I actually still have Hutch at number two as well. I think he, I don't think he's going to move up to number one as a lock, but I think he has passed Kayvon, it seems like, in everybody's mind as the best edge uh, with how he performed at the Combine. And plus the hometown fit in Detroit just kind of feels right. So you know, I'm, going to keep, I'm going to keep Hutch at number two. And you know what, on Kayvon, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a Zion Williamson of football. He's got all this hype. He's been hyped up since the time he entered. He's the next guy. And uh, obviously with Zion, it was injuries, but it was also kind of the attitude, the work ethic people doubted at times. And I almost wonder if Kayvon's going to be that guy. Like, he's been a lot so of He even was asked that, I think, the combine about his commitment to football and stuff like that. Because so. I feel like he just wants to make money. Sometimes I feel like Kayvon, you wait, look what he wears, and nothing against what he wears. I'm just saying it just feels like he's about, like, that show, you know, life. And almost like, do you want to go to L.A.? Do we see him go to L.A.? That's all I'm saying. It kind of feels that way. Uh, but, Josh, now I obviously went quarterback with the third pick during my first mock draft. Who do you have? You had Evan Neal, so obviously it's going to yeah. be a different pick. So who do you got? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually sticking with the O-line here, and I'm going to go with the key Mech one. Yeah, we don't know Ooh. who's going to play quarterback in Houston. I don't think that uh, they're going to draft one necessarily until we finally see something happen with Deshaun Watson. That could happen soon before the draft, so maybe that will affect our mock 3.0. But for now, I think you got to get somebody to protect whoever the heck is going to play quarterback. Uh, open up some holes uh, for your running backs and Akeem Ekwanu. I mean, some people have him as left tackle number one. Um, the only reason I went with Neal is because I think they are pretty even, but I like Neal's flexibility. So that's why I have him going number one. And Ekwanu is definitely a good pick here at number three. What do you think for uh, – do you think they need – uh, Evan, do you think do you think that we could see five O linemen, four O linemen go in the top top ten? I mean, I I had five previously. Do you think? What do you think? It, I, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, good O line prospects here. So it and it's never a bad pick to add protection, like add depth to that offensive line. So it definitely could happen. I think there are some teams here that have a a little bit more glaring needs that could push some of yeah. these guys a little bit, a couple picks back maybe at the most and then become a value pick for somebody else. But you, it, it very well could be like four or five in the top 10. Do you remember a draft that had this many O-linemen in the top 10, like projected? Do you remember a time when there was this many? I, mm -hmm. I can't physically remember whether it was more than like one or two. Do you remember what year it was when uh, like EJ Manuel was the first QB taken? He fell to like number It was like 30. 20. Was that 2013? Maybe, and I think Something Eric like Fisher might have been the first pick. Yeah, that yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, Luke Jockel, I want to say, was another mm -hmm. high prospect in that draft. Maybe. I, I might just be remembering, yeah. like, different years and stuff. But yeah. I, I think that might have been one where, yeah. like, quarterbacks fell and that opened the hole for a lot of linemen to be picked. Speaking of quarterbacks, I'm sticking with Malik Willis, Willis mm -hmm. at number three. I'm not moving. Malik is going number three. I still feel it in my heart. I still feel it. I don't think – I think if they would have got I, – I, I was actually thinking, you know, will they get rid of Watson? We don't know. Do I think he's going to play for the Houston Texans again? I said this last time. No. I think you have to have something – nothing against um, – what's his name that's quarterback now? Um, Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Like, I, I think he's a quality – like, I think he can get you there if you need him to. 
but I think you go with the, uh, the stardom, the, the arm strength, the athleticism, Malik Willis. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Malik Willis still at number three for my mock draft. I've seen some mocks have Malik going as high as number two. So that is crazy. I'm sorry. That's just, that's nuts. I don't think that if this was any other draft, if he was in any other QB class, that they would be thinking he'd go this high. Because I mean, if he's in next year, if he's in next year's class, if he's in next year's class, he's maybe the fourth quarterback off the board, maybe five. So I mean, QB, we always see like teams have that need, and so they will reach what, regardless uh, if the skill level is like the third best player in the draft or not. Yeah, I agree. And so with my fourth pick, uh, I'm actually so why like top five haven't really I mean, three of my top five haven't changed. Number four, I'm gonna stick with it, Iki Ekawanu. Um, I'm going to a pick later than you, but I think he's proven to be that like that number two offensive tackle, maybe number one in some people's eyes. Um, but I just think he's a very solid guy. And I think Wilson needs protection like bad at yeah. times. So I'm gonna go Eki Ekawanu. Uh, you had Derek Stingley, which I wasn't that high on due to the injury concerns for me. Right. You had him at four. W- what are you doing? What are you doing with this well, pick? I'm still having him go secondary here, and you did bring up a good point about the injury. And since I did have Kyle Hamilton kind of late at pick number 11, I decided to bump him up to number four here with the Jets because it still fits the need in the secondary. They were terrible uh, in terms of forcing turnovers and allowing passing yards, and it is a big need. And since they did draft Mekki Becton uh, as a tackle in last year's draft, uh, I think this year they, at least with this pick, they're going to go and address that secondary. They definitely could go offensive line here. Like they could grab a guy like Charles Cross. Wouldn't be a bad mm-hmm. option here. But Kyle Hamilton, I think, fits a little bit bigger of a need right now for the Jets. Yeah. And I, the talent I, level is there for him. Best safety in this draft by far. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I now do I think he'll go that way? Well, um, you know, I had Hutchinson at, at you know, this next pick. Uh, but I won't do it because I'm going to steal your thunder and you're supposed to go. So I'm not going to say that because that's mean. Um, okay. So, but I will say with this about, about um, Hamilton, I don't see him leaving the top 10. I, I personally don't. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a few spots. Like, there's not really many teams that need a safety. So this could be a guy that maybe has somebody trade up to get him. If he goes to number four right here, the Jets. But like I had him at number 11 last week. And I was just like, that's just so low. I don't like that. I think he will go higher than that. So right here just, with the Jets, I think that makes sense. Just so everyone knows, he was like so annoyed at his own draft, uh, mock draft, by the way. Like I did. On the poll on Instagram, I voted for yours. You were so annoyed at this. And I just started laughing because I just thought it was funny. Um, But uh, so uh, we go from one New York team to another New York team. What are you thinking the Giants are going to do here with this pick? You had Malik Willis. Do they stick with Malik Willis at this They're pick? They're going to stick with Malik Willis, and I've Ooh. thought about this more, Ben, and I think another reason that the Giants are going to take a quarterback here is because a new general manager is in town, and we all know mm. that new GMs like to go and get, quote-unquote, their guy. And Daniel Jones their hasn't guy. given the Giants organization any reason to keep him around any longer than what he already has. I think this is going on to year four for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the only saving grace here is I guess that it's not so bad that they passed on Dwayne Haskins because he has been even worse. So right now, hey. man, <laughs> sorry, Buckeye fans, but I think you'd agree with me mostly. Hey. <laughs> but number five, the Giants are taking a QB here. Uh, regardless, uh, maybe if Malik goes three to the Texans, I think they're still going to take a quarterback and it'd be Kenny Pickett. But at least in my mock, 
I don't have any QBs taken yet. So Malik Willis, my QB one, going number five to the Giants. We both we both are on the same page here, I think. So, um, but I'm not obviously going quarterback with this pick. Uh, I had Hutchinson here. Obviously, I moved him up to to two. Um, here, I'm actually going with a, another edge rusher, um, but I had him way down at uh, I believe. Goodness, I had him down at. I think 14. This is where this I had this guy at. Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Yeah, had a heck of a combine. Uh, heck, heck of, of a combine. combine. Heck of a combine. Another freak on that Georgia defense. Dude, he is he's as I watched him, I'm like, this dude is this dude is like legit good. So I have Trayvon Walker. I think overall he's just the right fit. I I originally had Hutchinson going here, but Hutchinson's kind of proven. And Kayvon Thibodeau, as you see in mine, is still not gone. And you'll just see where he falls. So, um, yeah, so that's where I have there. Number six, this is where I get depressed because I believed in Trevor Penning. I still do. Uh, (laughs) But this is way too high, I'm realizing, for him. Um, Again, it was a hopeful Northern Iowa. Like, you don't hear that name, you know. And he's a very good talent. Don't get me wrong. I just think there's another guy that's a tackle that I think goes above him, and that's Charles Cross. So, for the Panthers, I still think they need a tackle. They need a guy that can – be, whatever they do with McCafferty, whatever they do at quarterback, they needed someone there to be that that edge kind of guy to block. Um, they could go quarterback here. I was tempted. I was tempted to go like Kenny Pickett here, but I'm going to leave Charles Cross um, from Mississippi State here at six with uh, the Panthers. Josh, you went quarterback here. Do you stick with your pick here? I'm not going quarterback here, and that's just because the room is still crowded with uh, like all these, I guess, quote-unquote bridge QBs like Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, Cam Newton. They haven't really cleared that yet. Plus, I think you do bring up a good point that uh, the offensive line uh, definitely needs fixed regardless who that quarterback is because of how pressured uh, the guys like Darnold were last year. Uh, They need to fix that, and I'm going to actually go with Charles Cross here as well. Wow. We matched. I do, I do like that pick. You, you convinced me last week that, yeah, that would probably be a better pick than a QB right here because I was kind of uh, juggling, like, do they go o- O-line here? Do they do quarterback? Because those are, like, the two uh, biggest glaring needs, I guess. And I think you could, you could get by a little bit with uh, either one of those three at QB because Sam Darnold did start off good. Uh, Cam Newton had his moments. P.J. Walker uh, had his moments. But O-line definitely uh, needs fixed regardless. I mean, P.J. Walker had moments not kicking the ball. Not kicking the ball. He had terrible moments kicking the ball. But, um, yes, I, I, I agree with you. I think we're on the same page with that one. Um, so, yeah, w- what do you have here? Now, the Giants, obviously, they're the lucky ones because the Browns can never get this, you know, having two picks and three picks. Um, so, the Giants here, you know, you went icky. Um, <laughs> sorry, that just sounds funny. Um, you have him going, obviously, a lot earlier. Um, so, yeah. what, what do they do here? I mean, you got Charles Cross off the – crosses off the board this is a weird spot for them what what, what do they yeah. do here so all the elite o- or o-line prospects are taken at this point and i did think uh last time that we did this that the giants would go ahead and get an offensive lineman to help protect their new franchise qb malik willis that could still be the case but obviously now icky's not on the board here neither is charles cross or any of the others so i think hey they- trevor penning's still there <laughs> he is, but I wouldn't take him this high myself, and I don't think the Giants would either. So I think what is the Giants? <laughs> it is the yeah, Giants. So I mean, mock drafts are a little bit of a mix of what I would do and what I think they'll do. But <laughs> this is where Kayvon Thibodeau goes. I think Ben. They're gonna, flip, they're gonna flip over to the defense. They're gonna get uh, hopefully what will be for them a franchise edge rusher. 
Um, that is a need for them. And it does kind of fit KT. We're talking about him wanting to be in a big city. It's not LA, but New York City is almost as good. So nice. Okay, I got you. I'm sticking on the defense side of the ball. Um, I'm actually going to stick with my pick from my mock 1.0. I'm going Kyle Hamilton here. Um, okay. I, I think this is probably the farthest you see him go without either the Giants picking him earlier or the Jets picking him. Or I mean, there's a case where I could see the Panthers being just the Panthers and going, hmm, let's just get Kyle Hamilton because that Even makes though, sense. Even though like a couple drafts ago, they took literally all defensive players. They've made trades for guys like C.J. Henderson, <laughs> yeah. Stephon Gilmore, but no, we need more defensive help. <laughs> but I mean, when you have a talent like Kyle Hamilton, it's very hard to go, ooh. So I think the I, I've said this. I think the Giants could flip-flop. I think they could take Kyle Hamilton at five and then take – Trayvon Walker at seven. So for me, it's fluid. I think that might switch the later in our 3.0. I think I easily could even see Kyle Hamilton going five. So that's for me. Uh, Then we move on to the Falcons. I had a quarterback. I had my second quarterback and Kenny Pickett. I'm high on Kenny Pickett. I think he is a guy that could play really well behind Matt Ryan. This is where I have KT going. So you had him going at seven. I have him going here. It's to me, it's, I can see them taking a quarterback, but I think it's too high to have Matt Ryan still start and then pay a rookie quarterback money to not know, is Matt Ryan going to be here two more years? Is he going to be here three more years? We don't know. Uh, He's getting paid a lot of money as well. We don't know. So I have KD, KD, they wish they had KD, uh, KT uh, going here. So KT is going to go where Kenny Pickett was going in my 1.0. I just think, even with all the secu- uh, concerns with KT, I think this is the this is the probably the bottom of that top ten. We could see him going. Would he go farther? Do you think he slips farther? Possibly, but I think that there's just so much talent, raw talent, with him that you see him go here. Yeah, I don't think uh, a guy that had been projected to go number one for so long slips out of the top ten just because of a couple of these things. It just yeah. may mean he won't be the first player taken. But I agree with you that Falcons are going to go edge here. That's just the biggest glaring need. I've heard some people say they should go receiver now because of Calvin Ridley, and I'm like, that's still only a season. Which, by and the they- way, which by the way, that the dude doesn't need to say he had 1,500 bucks. I heard someone say that that just even makes you more stupid. <laughs> the fact that you only won 1,500 bucks from it. It's true. Yeah. Now he's losing, I think 10 or 11 million. They said this year. So edge is the biggest need and you'll like this pick Ben best available edge. Here's Trayvon Walker for me. So I did initially have them taking George Carl Aftis. He, he didn't, he, George, George didn't really give me the oomph at the combine or anything. Yeah. I, I like, I like George still, and he's still going to go relatively high in my mock, but I think Walker uh, got a little bit more love here. So I'm going to go Trayvon Walker here as the edge. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Now we have not the Broncos. Originally, it was the Broncos here. Now we have the Seahawks. And I have a funny feeling where both of us are going with this one. I don't know why. But um, Josh, what are you doing? Originally, you had Nakobe Dean going to the Broncos. We felt that was both the, a good fit for, for them. I had Charles Cross, which is obviously off the board for me. Who are you going to go with the Seahawks here as they've traded the franchise player, the guy that everyone loves? Yeah. Russell Wilson. I, I honestly think that what Seattle's doing is uh, setting themselves up to tank to get one of those top QB prospects next Ooh. year. Just just some of the moves they've been making with cutting Bobby Wagner, which even letting Bobby Wagner go, it made me think, well, now they have a need at linebacker. Nick Kobe Dean still could be the number nine pick here. But 
Yeah, it's tough to it's tough to say where Seattle might go here, but I got them uh, fixing up the secondary uh, and taking Derek Stingley here. I I like Ooh. Stingley as a talent still. Yeah, uh, it does fit a need at corner for Seattle. Uh, he pairs up with uh, a former uh, LSU Tiger back there, Jamal Adams. So this this is a need that Seattle can address, while also I think still continuing uh, its ability to tank and get a top QB prospect next year. See, I, I was thinking the same way as you. I was. But then I'm thinking it's Pete Carroll. And okay. Pete Carroll, I feel like, doesn't want to just tank. Like, I just, I, there's just something about Pete Carroll that he always wants to just at least put some product out there, right? Um, so I personally think it's, this is where my second quarterback comes off the board. I think they're going to go out and get Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett's a guy that, um, and, and maybe I'm wrong. And maybe, I mean, to be honest, they could get Kenny Pickett now and then next year would be bad and get another quarterback. Have you seen Drew Locke throw a football, Ben? Yes, I have. It's, it's all right. I guess that's why you're going Kenny Pickett. Here. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go Kenny Pickett to the Seahawks. I think it's a good fit for, I think Pete Carroll could do a lot with him. A guy that's already kind of ready that just needs a few tune-ups and so on. So that's what I have for Kenny Pickett going to the Seahawks as Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. Now we have the jets again, because again, it's only the two New York teams that would totally get this perfectly to where they have two. In the top 10, each of them. Yeah. I was thinking going Garrett Wilson. I was, yes, but I am not, I am not going Garrett Wilson, Josh, because I'm sticking with the sauce. The sauce okay. is still going top 10. I don't have another corner. You have a corner going at nine, right? Yeah. You had Stingley, Stingley. going at nine. So yeah. I have sauce going at 10. I still think he is the best overall personally. And uh, he's my number one corner. Number one. I think he's going to go in a 10. I just think Garrett Wilson's there, but I think if you're the jets. Yeah. You could get a guy like Garrett Wilson and they probably will, but I just, I think sauce Gardner is a guy that can really sure up that, that secondary for the jets. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to call your integrity into question here, Ben, but I think you really want Wilson to follow the Browns, and that's why you're making this move. Hey, stop it. I'm not. Maybe a slightly. Well, <laughs> well, I do have Garrett Wilson here going to the Jets. I think Ooh. that I think we're both on the same page that he's wide receiver one, and I really think that the Jets are going to take a wide receiver with one of these picks here just because it is a need. Um, and they're, I mean, Garrett Wilson's just too good of a prospect for me to pass up here if I'm the Jets. So... Hey, you know, you know, we all have we all have our thoughts, Josh. We all have our reasonings and thoughts. All right, so now we're moving into the second part of the first round here at eleven, um, which is the Washington Commanders, who now have Carson Wentz. Yeah. So that's a new one that we didn't talk about. Not in draft now. Um, this is interesting because I'm I'm switching it all up right now. I'm switching it all up. Um, sort of, not really. Um, but uh. You're going to go because it's your pick. So I'm not going to, you know, you went, by the way, you went Kyle Hamilton here, which was just crazy. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton will not just be saying. available at number 11. I'm realizing You're that. You're nuts. Now. You're so, nuts. All right. It didn't really with? need go for them, I felt like. But now that they do have Carson Wentz, uh, I definitely think they aren't drafting a quarterback. I thought maybe now that they have a quarterback that they would draft a receiver especially since Terry McLaurin was the only receiver that got a thousand yards for them last year. And then the next best guy was a running back. That and where guy. was he, but where was he from wide receiver? You that's right. Wide receiver you. Yeah. So if they didn't have Curtis Samuel, who was hurt last season, also from had, wide receiver, you yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Curtis Samuel has been had improved all four years of his time in Carolina, and then last year would have been his first year in Washington, and he got hurt. So you, I do have to remember that he is going to be back. So maybe wide receiver isn't as big as of a need as what I thought when I was looking through the roster. Um, but they still could go and get another weapon here for Carson Wentz. You never know. But I'm going with a, a pick here that fills a need and who's a guy that I believe is a top 15 talent in this draft, and that's N'Kobe Dean. Ooh. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think he falls out of the top fifteen, Ben. But right here uh, is one of those teams. Just the uh, linebacker feels a need for him, so it help out the defense a little bit. Ron Rivera is a defensive coach. Yeah, so. I, I honestly, this is where I was thinking because I had him at twelve, and I was thinking about moving him up. Like I really thought into Kobe Dean. This this kind of fits. Some of these mocks have him going to twenties, and I'm like, there's no yeah. way he lasts that long. There's no yeah. way. So I'm not going Stingley. This is where I had Stingley. Stingley's dropping a uh, just. Not too much for me. I am going to shock you, Mr. Burris. Garrett Wilson to the oh. red, to the sorry the Commanders. Okay. Garrett Wilson. This is why I say this. <laughs> I have judged you wrong, Ben. I I apologize. This is why I say this. One teaming up him with McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. I mean that's just that, I mean that just that's a dream for Ohio that's State. An Ohio fans, State right? fan dream. But I'll sure. be honest. Also, I just want to point out that every Ohio State receiver outside of like. McLaurin were injured last year, Paris Campbell. I mean, you go down the list. So they're just injury prone, I think. But um, Garrett Wilson, I think he is a guy that, yes, I would love to see him on the Browns. And if the Browns could get him, oh, my goodness, I would be over the moon. I think if you teamed him up with McLaurin, you put Curtis Samuel at the slot, dude, that is a, that is a, that is a triple threat for Wentz. If yeah. Samuel's healthy, that could do damage against some of these NFC East teams. Um, a Stingley would have been a good pick here, but I think Stingley's just up in the air for me. He's always been. And so I just think he's slipping there. So that's who I have at 11 with the commanders at 12. I had, this is where I had, um, obviously I had Nicobe, Nicobe Dean here. Uh, and I'm sticking with Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean is going to stay here at, with the Vikings. I think it's just a, he's just a good talent. Like you don't, you don't pass up a good talent. I agree with you. Uh, I think me and you are very high on him. There's a lot of other people that aren't, I think, for some reason. Um, we're both very high on him. I think we both agree that he's linebacker one. Um, and I don't think it's really that close. Um, so, yeah, that's that's who I got uh, with them at the Vikings at 12. Yeah, Vikings Vikings needs are all on the defensive end, in my opinion. They got the offensive skill. They got a serviceable quarterback in Kirk. But right here, I'm going to take your man Sauce Gardner here at number Sauce. 12. Fulfills a need in the secondary, uh, becomes maybe cornerback uh, number one for that team in the future. Uh, just a good pick. Uh, I like Stingley a little bit better as a talent. Uh, obviously, the injury concerns are there, but I still like him uh, as the number one corner. But then Sauce is a very close number two here at number 12. Oh, yeah. I just, I love Sauce Gar One is just his name's freaking amazing. And I love their coach. The coach that coached him was really cool, too. He's out of high state now, but still. Um, so next is our beloved Browns that will probably screw this up. Let's be honest. I don't want to say that, but I, we just have, well, listen, if you're not a Browns fan, you don't understand the horrors that Josh and I have gone through Corey Coleman. One year we had Johnny Manziel another year. Like, listen, we've gone through horror after horror. Now lately it's been good. I'm just saying we always have to be ready for the worst as a Browns fan. Just saying. I do have to, I do have to say, though, like since John Dorsey and now Andrew Barry have been drafting for the Browns, there really haven't been too many picks, at least early on, that I've been upset about. 
it's been more of like the mid rounds. It's like, okay, why did we do that? But at least for the top ones, they haven't really messed up yet. True. True. So who do you got? Who do you got the Browns taking? I know you went Drake London. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not it's not Drake London anymore. I thought I thought I think Cleveland's definitely taken receiver with pick number thirteen, um, and I thought Drake uh, being a bigger body receiver uh, was uh, the man to take here because of how small Jarvis Landry and Donovan Peoples Jones uh... are in comparison. I still have them going receiver here, and after seeing him perform at the combine, Ben, I am going to bump up. Chris Olave to 13. Yes. Even though he is not the 6'5", 220-pound body that Drake London is, he wowed me enough. I think he's kind of been under the radar just because of how Jackson Smith and Jigba and Garrett have been performing at Ohio State. So Olave, I mean, we kind of forgot it. Well, you obviously have forgotten about him being a Buckeye fan, but some of us outsiders have maybe forgotten about him a little bit. And then after seeing him run his routes on film. He's amazing. Like that, it's just like I, I would love to see – uh, that receiver that we take here, number 13, be Chris Olave. All I'm saying is, Josh, is we are on point today because I have Chris Olave going here. I said this. I told you this last time. I said he's underrated. People kind of don't really see, like, and we talked about this on last episode too, last week's episode, how I, his combine, people were kind of shocked. And I'm like, I'm not that shocked. Like, maybe the speed-wise, but the guy is just, He's gifted, and I think Chris Olave. Remember the talk before the season was Chris Olave one, Garrett Wilson two, or Wilson one, Olave two in the draft. That's what they were talking about. And then it came, well, Chris Olave might be late first round, early second. And I'm like, hold up, just because the guy didn't have a thousand yards doesn't mean the dude's not amazing. Um, and so I think if the Browns could land Chris Olave, they would have a faster Jarvis Landry and better hands than Donald's people's jones at times that's what they would have and i mean the guy is a deep threat too he's efficient with the touchdown like he just he just might not be uh that guy that can uh go up and get the jump balls like maybe drake london could just because olave is only six feet but he still can be that deep threat that i think we need with his speed and he's and he's a and he's from ohio state and i think too many times like I think there's just that story element too. Like if you can't get Wilson, Hey, why don't you get the second best option that's out there? And there's another a high lot of guy. I've been making like that, Ben, like Hutchison to the Lions staying in the state yeah. of Michigan, Olave staying in the state of Ohio, going to the Browns. And the, you'll find that there's a couple more picks that I have like that, that just kind of feel good. Maybe not necessarily happen, but they seem to feel right. At least in my book right now. Yeah. So I have uh, Chris Olave going here now here at, here at the, the Ravens. I didn't know where I was going to go. Obviously, Trayvon Walker is who I had originally. Mm-hmm. I, I Obviously, I could have went another edge. Um, the issue with the Ravens, and I'm bringing up their roster right now, and this is because I wanted to share this a little bit. Mm-hmm. The reason I have with the Ravens, like, they're not terrible at, like, any. They just had so many injuries last yes. year that really hurt them. Exactly. So, <laughs> so this is what I was thinking. Like, wh- where do they go with this? Um you know, they could go, they could go a lot of ways. And I thought, as I'm thinking, do they go edge? And I'm like, nah, I just don't see it anymore without Trayvon Walker there. Cause they need a bigger guy. Cause they run a three, four, or they need a guy that's Jermaine Johnson was my thought possibly, but I'm actually going to go Derek Stingley here. I think you get another corner that, that we saw what happened to their defensive backs. I mean, they were riddled with injuries 
it doesn't help that I'm getting Derek Stingley, but that's still, I think he's a talent that he's a top five talent. If he stays healthy, you get him at 14. I think it's a really good selection. So I'm going Derek Stingley here. You had Jermaine Johnson. Are you sticking with it? Uh, I'm sticking with edge at least. Uh, you did bring up a good point about secondary uh, depth and the Ravens did allow the most passing yards last year, I believe if I remember correctly, but that is also because Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters were dealing with some injuries. Yeah. So you're going to have them both back healthy. Obviously it doesn't hurt to have some depth. So maybe that doesn't happen again if both of those guys get hurt. But uh, another reason why I think the pass defense was uh, getting hammered so bad is because they just didn't have uh, that clear uh, pass rush or, for them so i am having them go edge here uh i did have jermaine i think initially but since george carl aftis is available here Ooh, i like him better than jermaine yeah. that's gonna be my number pick or 14th pick right here no I, I i like it i like it uh and i'm actually uh so i mean i agree with that and i th again i think they could go edge here too i just think with stingley still sitting there you go hmm Let's get a guy that's that's pretty talented as well. So now we got the Eagles back-to-back -back picks. Let's just go both your picks, and then I'll go both mine. Uh, that way, it's just easier that way. So start with uh, your two picks. You had Jamison Williams originally and Devin Lloyd. Um, are you sticking with those two, or are you, you swapping around? Those two around? picks are not changing for me, Ben. Ooh. I think that even though Jamison Williams did not perform at the Combine, uh, you still got to respect the talent that he has. And then Devin Lloyd, uh, the best available linebacker right here for him, I think him and N'Kobe Dean are the two best, and then they just kind of uh, – there's everybody else after that. So uh, all the Eagles fans I know have been telling me that their needs are wide receiver, linebacker, and safety, and they can address two of those with two big-time prospects right here. I, I I agree with you on the Devin Lloyd. So at 16, I have the Eagles picking Devin Lloyd. I think it's, it's a lot there. could go 15 there. Devin Lloyd, 16 Jamison Williams, yeah. too. I don't know. Yeah, either way. Now, if N'Kobe Dean would somehow fall to the Eagles, I mean, they would take him in a heartbeat, right. I think. You know, no whatever. Um, but I am actually had Jermaine Johnson at 15. I'm okay. changing that to George. My man, George Karofalaftis. Car there we go. Can never say his name. Um, I think Jermaine Johnson, not that he's bad. I just think George is one of those guys that, as I thought about it more, I had him. Jeez, where did I even have him? I had him at, oh, goodness. I had him at 24 at the Cowboys. I just think George is one of those guys that he's just like a weird freak. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he's just big. He's long. He can, he's not super fast, but he's a guy that can do the job that needs to be done. So that's why I'm there. Devin Lloyd at 16. So that's what I have. I mean, I think we're both kind of on the same page in those things. Uh, yeah. At 17, I had Chris Olave. Well, obviously he's going to the Browns. We all know. Um, One of the Browns and now the Chargers have tagged or not tagged, extended Mike Williams. Yes. I don't think that there's any chance they go receiver here. That's just not a need right now. Now I originally was thinking Jameis Williams, but I changed my mind. I'm like, no. I'm going to go with the pick you had and a guy who's skyrocketed, who I look terrible now. If you look at where I had Jordan Davis, I had him at 32. All right. I had that man at 32. There's no way he's falling that far. There's absolutely no Listen, way. Listen, you got about 30 wrong. I got one wrong. Okay. Let's just correct that now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Chargers are going Jordan Davis. I think it's a perfect spot for him. Um, again, I think if, if Williams didn't resign, this would have changed for me and I would have went probably Jamison Williams here. Um, but again, I think I have to go Jordan Davis. He's a freak. The dude's scary looking. We talked about it on last week's episode when we were just covering the combine, the dude's scary. When you look at him straight face to face. 
that 40 time in broad jumpy hat that just shows how explosive this man is and I'm sticking with the Jordan Davis pick here too. I think talent wise, I mean, this guy should be a top 10 pick, but there's just not any. So you don't think, so you don't think he could go up. You don't think he can move up to like, Oh, he can definitely move up. I just, I just think that uh, other team, there's not really a team that has a glaring need for a defensive tackle. So I think because of that, Jordan's going to fall and a team that really needs one is going to get an incredibly valuable pick. What do you think? What do you think about the Ravens though? Like, do you think the Ravens might go, hey, this guy could play the three technique. This guy could play a two technique. He's got to play a four technique, maybe even a little bit here and there. What do you think? Do you think you could see possibly? It's possible. Like, I mean, I think Jordan Davis is a top 10 talent. So I think that means that he could go top 10. I just think that other teams got some other needs. Yeah. But it is a possibility. But I also like the thought of – Joey Bosa, now Khalil Mack, and Jordan Davis on the same defensive line <laughs> for the Chargers. Can you imagine how tough it's going to be to block those guys? <laughs> I, this is how much I love Jordan Davis, Ben. I was flirting with the idea of having him go number 13 to the Browns because we kind of – Dude, we need that. Need we don't have a really now, strong – They've been saying line. that. If you look at the mocks, no one's been putting wide receiver for the Browns. Everyone's been putting defensive linemen. I'm like, okay, I get that, but we need We had receivers. a top 10 defense, though, with average interior defensive line, so that's the only reason why I decided not to do that. And we got my man Tommy Togiai, okay? We got the, the beast <laughs> incarnate. We hope that we hope that he can be something, but hey, also, uh, Jadavion Clowney looks like he might be on his way out. So Which until sucks. We know that for sure, yeah, that the defensive line could be a need because then we have average interior defensive line. We also are missing a big time edge with Jadavion. So maybe uh, the defensive line uh, becomes an area that we need to address, and Jordan Davis could be that guy. But we, these are just questions that we don't know yet. I was by one to point out it was very tempting for me to have Jordan Davis go number 13, but 17 right here, the Chargers fills a need, big time talent, makes the defensive line absolutely loaded. And I think even like we'll our three will be more definitely more specific on what we really really try. By then we'll know who's getting tagged and who got cut and things like that. Yeah. All of them. So now we are on to the Saints. Um, we both agreed last time on Sam Howe uh, as a quarterback from North Carolina. Josh, are you sticking with Sam Howe here? Are you sticking with a quarterback first? And are you sticking with Sam Howe? Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to do that now after thinking about Ooh. it a little bit more. Oh, I. I think you can at least uh, function with Jameis Winston in QB because remember his last season in Tampa Bay, the man was a gunslinger. He threw over 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. It was just the interceptions that were a problem. But if you are going to go with Jameis at QB, you need to get the man some targets because he is going to have Michael Thomas back. But then the next best guys like Marquez Callaway, I think he was the leading receiver last year and he didn't even get 700 yards. They need some targets regardless of who's playing quarterback. They're going to go ahead and take Traylon Burks here. I got my Burks. man, my man. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Burks was very highly thought of going into the combine, and while he didn't have an awful combine, he didn't have an insane combine. So I think uh, some of those guys that uh, have the talent and also performed at the combine, like Olave, are going to jump him here, and uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, I like him going number eighteen here to the Saints, help out uh, QB, whoever that is. I just don't think that's uh, there's many QBs worth taking. I always thought that the quarterbacks that are going to be taken if any of them in this first round are only going to be taken because the team just needs one, but you mean not Taysom Hill. You mean Taysom Hill's not going to be the quarterback for the saints. 
<laughs> um, hopefully, for Taysom's sake, he's a quarterback, so he can make about $50 million more dollars. Stupid. But, Stupid. But, uh, that was like Sean Payton's parting gift. He's like, hey, here, screw you guys. <laughs> I'm going to leave yeah, this huge concrete. money and dip, yeah. Um, so I'm obviously going to not stick with Sam Howell. I know. I know I am shocking people probably here. Sam Howell not going here. I'm actually, I was thinking keeping Sam Howell, but as I thought, I was in the similar mindset as you. Jameis Williams, oh, Williams, Jameis Winston is very, he's a very good quarterback if you put him in the right system and you have the right people around him. So that's why, Godwin. so that's why I'm going to go with Jameis Williams here. I think Jameis Williams, this was like the one spot I felt like it would be perfect. You have Michael Thomas on the outside that kind of is that not a deep threat. You put Jameis Williams out there. He's going to burn people. Uh, and I think it's a good spot. He can do some kick returning a little bit too. So I have Jameis Williams going to 18 to the Saints. Just makes sense. Pretty now, sure Jameson probably knows Michael too from recruiting trips to Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, I mean, he probably knows him a, he probably knows him a, a little bit. Um, and uh, I, th- I think that's going to be uh, – and yeah, I think it'll be an interesting relationship with those. I mean, obviously he's an ex Buckeye, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but 19, we're back to the Eagles because, well, the Eagles. Um, and I went Drake London, but that was a mistake, as I'm starting to realize. Um, I'm actually going to go to the guy you just went a pick before me. I'm going Burks here. I think Burks is a good fit for the – I was stupid to have him so low. I'm so high on him, but I had him so low. Um, so I'm going to go Burks here. And you went Lewis Seen or Sign or however you pronounce it. Um, are you sticking with that? I am, yeah. Safety is still a need for the Eagles. Lewis Sign is uh, one of those freaks from the Georgia defense. I don't think this is a reach here for them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to stick with that pick. Now they got, they got their receiver, they got their linebacker, they got their safety. So, oh, but that is true. They, yeah, they kind of covered, uh, covered everything there. Um, Next, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers, which you had, Matt Carell. I had the glorious Desmond Ritter. Um, so where are you going with this pick? Are you sticking with quarterback? Does this become Sam Howell, or do you say they go away from it and have a man Dwayne Haskins as quarterback? I am, I'm sticking with the quarterback here, but since this man is available still in this new mock that I have, Kenny Pickett. I oh, told- I forgot. I forgot Kenny Pickett was is still available for you. Yes, yeah, so uh, Kenny Pickett uh, – Staying in Pittsburgh, uh, just another one of those picks. Uh, I, we know that Mason Rudolph is not that man. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is that man for them. Uh, Kenny Pickett, uh, we, I'm not super high on him as a talent, but as a QB, I think uh, Pittsburgh uh, could make it work. And he, seems like, he seems like a Pittsburgh guy. Like You just look at him, he seems like a guy I mean, that would play Pittsburgh, for them. So he knows but, the city. Yes, he, I know that. <laughs> but... Um, Pittsburgh just kind of has some dogs all around. Like they got guys like Claypool in there. They got guys like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. I'm very similar to uh, when Ben Roethlisberger was coming up with the team. Like he just was surrounded by talent and they succeeded uh, more so because of who was around, they had around him. And Ben was just kind of like managing stuff. I think uh, a quarterback like Kenny Pickett could do something similar to that. Step into uh, a decent situation. He's got Najee uh, back there at running back as well. I'm just remembering yep. now that, the secondary, uh, if they can keep Joe Hayden, uh, they also have, I believe, Mika Fitzpatrick back there too. So yeah. it's just, it's a team that I think is still set up to win now. I've never seen the Steelers try to tank before. Uh, so maybe Kenny Pickett's that guy that can 
step in just like Ben Roethlisberger did as a, a young QB and uh, keep this keep this thing going for him. Now, uh, I went obviously Desmond Ritter here. Uh, no, I in my previous draft, right? Like I previous mock draft, Desmond Ritter. You thought I was crazy? Not necessarily the talent, like the where he was picked. I'm higher on Desmond Ritter than I was the last mock, but I still don't think he's around one talent. And I'll be honest with you, do I back out and do I concede to everyone saying that he is not number 20 to the you Steelers? You Sam Howell still available in years, and you had him initially going and higher before. I'll be honest, I am totally backing out because Sam Howell sitting there, and they're going to take Sam Howell. Now, I think Desmond Ritter, if Sam Howell went out higher, Desmond Ritter goes here. Desmond, mm-hmm. I still think you're amazing, okay? Um, the best QB available in your mind, though, is yeah, Sam Howell. Yeah, Sam Howell. So, Sam yeah. Howell going here to the Steelers, obviously, at 20. So, now we have into the last part of the draft of the – sorry, the first round of the draft. Um, here's where it gets just kind of weird and funky and weird mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff. You went Chris Olave. I went Trent McDuffie. Um, I think Trent McDuffie is kind of that guy that um, – kind of fit at that moment not necessarily they needed that but i i just kind of felt that i'm still going to stick with it i didn't really know where to go with it and i'm not going to change it if it ain't broke at least yet so i'm going to go trent mcduffie here cornerback washington going to stick with it yeah i'm i'm going to uh change my pick obviously because olave is not here and i'm also not going to go receiver here because after i thought more about it ben new england just doesn't take receivers round one no they don't and plus <laughs> plus uh plus one of my combine winners alec pierce from cincinnati is a fast white receiver that i could see belichick uh taking uh later in the draft that's just like a belichick move but right but he's not he's not a white guy he's not a white guy though like you gotta like a yeah, short white, white guy oh, yes. white. is he Oh, maybe he is. If not him, then Slade Bolden, another, uh, I think, either yeah. tight end or wide receiver from Alabama. That's just kind of like what New England does. So as much as they need a receiver, um, it's just not uh, what New England does, taking receivers round one. So I was looking through defensive line, uh, especially the pass rush, was kind of lacking last year. And after they cut Kyle Van Noy, who was second on the team in sacks with just five, I'm just kind of like, okay, they need, a, they need an edge, and Jermaine Johnson's available here. So I think uh, that's a pick that uh, better suits uh, what, who New England is and uh, also feels a need yeah i yeah i i yeah it's it's a good pick i i, I like that i kind of like that sometimes better than mine but that's besides the point um so who we, we got the raiders next the las vegas raiders um i went james williams he's off the board you went roger mccreary um so we got the raiders interesting place interesting team what do you think is going to happen yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with the McCreary pick for now just because secondary uh, is still a concern of mine for the Raiders. Uh, something needs to be able to get better. They need to be able to force some turnovers back there, get a little bit more PBUs. So I'm going to stick with Roger McCreary, who I think is uh, the best corner available here at the moment for him. Plus, I, after Damon Arnett uh, decided to go wild, uh, I mean, it's it's that much bigger of a need. But receiver is also going to be a need because Henry Ruggs isn't there anymore and Deshaun Jackson's a free agent. So maybe they go receiver here, but I think uh, – Derek Carr can get has shown the ability that he can use guys like Zay Jones and Darren Waller will be back fully healthy and Hunter Renfro like I think you can get a little bit more by with that than uh, the current secondary that they have in the building right now you know I had Jameis Williams obviously I was thinking going receiver I was thinking going cornerback I was a lot of names were thinking I was also thinking about going a guy that is kind of popped on my radar lately is by a guy named Boye Mafe from Minnesota um, he's an, I think an interior defense lineman outside, but no, I didn't because that's what everyone else is doing. So I'm going to be different because I'm different. Um, but I am going D line though. 
And I'm actually going to go Jermaine Johnson. He's still was still on my board. I think Jermaine Johnson going here uh, kind of fits that need outside on the opposite side of Crosby. That gives a very good tandem there to do some damage. So that's why I got there. Next, we have the Cardinals. I went Bernard Raymond, who most people have never heard of. Um, I saw him in a first round mock draft, though, Ben. I can't remember whose mock it was, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying the guy, the guys from Austria, you know, these Europeans. Um, But I am sticking with tackle, though. I am going to stick with tackle. Uh, I'm not going Bernard Raymond. I'm actually going to go with um, my man, Trevor Penning. That's who I'm going with. So he's sliding all the way down, but he's still going to be in the t- in the first round. I just think it's uh, the right fix, right fix, right pick. There we go. I can't speak. So that's where I'm going with that one. What about you? All right. Well, I think I had edge uh, for this pick just yes, because you, did. Of you, had Tray- you had Trayvon Walker for crying out loud here. Yeah, well, he's not going to be available. <laughs> he will yeah. not be available here at pick 23. But uh, with the health concerns around J.J. Watt, uh, Chandler Jones, I don't know if they'll be able to keep him, although I believe Chandler has said that money is not the most important thing. But that's usually <laughs> what guys say when money's the most important thing. So for now, edge is a glaring need right now. And David Ojabo is the best available one. So I'm going to go ahead and have David uh, come up here. Number 23 uh, set. The Cardinals can have some guys on the roster are going to be getting some sacks next year. Hey, you know what? I, I agree with you. It could go that way. It could go also offensive line. I think so. I'm sticking with the offensive line because why not? So next pick you had David Ojabo going here, Jabo going here to the Cowboys. I had Carl Falaftis. Both of them are off the board for us. Where are you going here? Yeah, Ben, I, I had to, this was the most difficult pick for me to make here. Why? Because, because they're going to screw it up. Well, it's just because like, do you go ahead and take who is best available right here? Like, cause Dallas obviously has some needs, right? Like they have yeah. a need linebacker. Uh, they need somebody, uh, not just Micah Parsons there, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. We don't know if he's going to be back. Yeah. Um, we're also hearing buzz about uh, Amari Cooper getting cut. And then Dalton Schultz, tight end, and uh, Michael Gallup are also, uh, I believe, not tagged yet or signed. So is receiver going to become a need for the Dallas Cowboys here? Um, it's just tough to say right now. There's a lot of questions. I need um, a couple uh, moves to be made before I have a clearer picture. So right now, I'm going to go ahead and take a, a player that I think is solid and also somewhat fits a need here, kind of like a maybe not necessarily a best available player at the moment, but uh, Keir Elam from Florida, cornerback, yep. helped secondary out. Uh, I think they're they could go some other different ways. Ideally, I'd like to see them go linebacker here. So maybe this is something where a Dallas trades up to get a guy like Devin Lloyd or uh, Nicobe Dean, or maybe they just uh, trade out of the first round entirely because they're like, well, nobody is available that we really need right now. So let's just accumulate a couple more picks. Who knows? Yep. I, 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 I could see that going either way with that. And um, I'm actually, I had Carl Flaftis, obviously. I'm actually going to Jabo. So I'm doing what you did last time. Okay. So another reason why I like that Ojabo pick last week is just because I think he's small and fast enough that he could not just play edge, but also outside linebacker kind of do what Leighton Vander Esch does. So I think David Ojabo fits for me uh, there. Uh, And it just, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Number 25 to the bills. Uh, I had Traylon Burks. Obviously he's above. I'm, this is where, this is where Drake London's going. I'm not confident in this pick at all, like 100% not confident, but I'm going Drake London here. He's a bigger receiver, kind of what they were looking at a little bit too. So I, again, this is the p- one pick in the whole draft. I'm like, this is just a dumb pick, but I, this is what I got. I'm going to go uh, – I really couldn't find another spot where I felt like he fit, so I'm going to go Drake London here, 25. 
Yeah, I I actually have Drake London going 25 here too, Ben. I think wide receiver is definitely the move for Buffalo here uh, because Emmanuel Sanders is most likely going to be gone. Cole Beasley just got permission to seek a trade. So definitely going to need a weapon opposite of Stephon Diggs. Um, we saw uh, the offensive showdown between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So uh, if you can get Allen uh, another weapon uh, that can be lethal, uh, we're not as high on Drake London, obviously, but I definitely think he's going to go in the first round. So Drake London right here. I'm with you on that. And I think we're, uh, and I think I'll let you take this one, but I, I think we're on the same page with this next one. I don't think it's going to change. So you I'm go not going to change it. it. Tyler Linderbaum, yep. man. I've seen some people saying that they might go receiver here just because of Julio Jones uh, health concerns. And I'm just like that. Uh, it's just not a big enough need for me right now. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll, like, like go ahead and get Lunderbaum, who fills a need, uh, who can help open up holes for your big running back, Derrick Henry, who can uh, give you more protection uh, for your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. That just makes more sense. Yep, I'm going to go Tyler, Tyler Lindenbaum here. Easy, easy pick for me. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to 27 to the Buccaneers. I had Matt Corral going here. I will tell you, I'm not going to that route at all. I'm actually going a pick that you chose last time. I David Bell had oh. grown on me grew on me a little bit. Yes. Um, so he went from the Dolphins, which I had at 29, so not too far, but uh, I have David Bell going here uh, to the, uh, yeah, to the to the Buccaneers. There we go. I have David Bell. Yeah, um, I would still have David Bell going the first round, but after they tagged Godwin and after uh, Bell didn't wow at the combine, I still think David Bell probably should be a first round pick, but he won't be because of the way that he measured up there. Also, I was looking through, and Tampa Bay did have some guys from their offensive line uh, that retired. Oh, that's true. That you know what? Did so, see that? Dang it! Ah, uh, yeah. See, this is this is where I'm going to convince you that. on a pick next week. So, Kenyon Green, a guard from Texas A&M. That's who I, I had. That's why I had going. That's why I go into the Packers because it'd been the Packers pick. Yeah, but, you know. I, th I think uh, you got to help set up Kyle Trask or whoever your quarterback's going to be. So he has Godwin Evans to work with. Uh, those guys. Uh, are one of the best duos in the league. So I don't think uh, getting a wide receiver is as is, is big of a need now. I think that offensive line yeah. is something that uh, needs to be touched up on here. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Dang it, Ben. God. It's, I'm an <laughs> idiot. Dang it. So we have the Packers next. You went Jahan Dotson. I went Kenyon Green because I felt like that was going to be a Packers type pick where they screw it over. Uh, who do they go here? Do they go Dotson? Do they go Bell? Do they? I know you said Bell wouldn't be in the top probably 32. Yeah. So. With, with David Bell being available here, I would take him. But oh. again, I, I don't think that he's going to be taken in the first round just because of the way he measured up. So I'm going to stick with Dotson here, who I think had a pretty good combine. And now that Rodgers is in town, it's like, okay, you better not mess this up and take a receiver. I don't think Green – I still don't think Green Bay is going to, but it's just like now that Rodgers is in town and I don't think that they have done anything to keep uh, Marquez Valdez scantling uh, in town. But they did tag Devontae, so please get another wide receiver to help out your $50 million a year quarterback now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm actually going to agree with you. I, I – I, they need to do a wide receiver, and that's probably the best one on my board that's available. So I'm going to go Dotson here to the Green Bay Packers, and I think it's just it makes sense. It's a makes sense pick through and through. So next we have the Dolphins, which I had David Bell going to. I don't know why. That was just this dumb. Um, and you had my man, Trevor Penning, going. Um, yeah. I had Trevor Penning going higher, obviously. I'm actually going to go here to a guy I did not have on my board in the first round last time, and that is Daniel Falalale. If I say it right, he's six foot eight, 400 pounds from Minnesota. 
He is a massive human being. He's a massive dude. Um, That's who I'm going to go with. He's a guy that's slowly creeping into the top 32. And uh, I think he's going to go here to the Dolphins, give some protection to Tua. I mean, if you if you need a guy to block Jordan Davis, maybe that's the man that was uh, born to do that. <laughs> but I'm going offensive line here, and since Penny is on the board still here, I'm going to go with that pick. I like the thought of getting protection for Tua, uh, who I'm not very high on. But if you want to keep him healthy, uh, that's been it. Some Tua's had some health issues. He's also had some uh, issues with getting protection. I think, if I remember correctly, so yeah. Protect your franchise quarterback, I guess, in their eyes. Uh, that's what you got to go. You got to go with. So uh, I. I'm going to go with uh, – you're going to do this next pick, but I think we both went corner la- this list pick last time. Do we yeah. post a corner here? That's my question. You went Kyer Elam, but you already have him gone, so who are you putting here? Yeah, I still have them uh, picking a pick in the secondary here, so I'm going to go Daxton Hill from Michigan. Safety. Oh, interesting. Interesting one. Yeah, I, I actually think a safety might fit a better need for them than corner, um, but secondary definitely needs help. They had one of the worst pass defenses last year, and if you're going to try to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen um, – I think you gotta you gotta go a little and help out your secondary a little bit. Hey, I agree with you. I'm gonna stick with my pick from last time, Andrew Booth Jr. Still think he's kind of underrated. Uh, he does have some issues here and there, but I think he's got some very quick feet. I think he's a good guy that can be on the edge of that first round to go Andrew Booth Jr. And then we got the Bengals, who let's be honest, we it's like the Packers. We know what they need. They need offensive line. I went Nicholas Petit Ferrer, um, a guy that. He's a guy that I think I thought was going to go the first round. I still think he could squeeze in, but I think he's going to be more second round guy. Um, and so, and you went Charles Cross, which is just a shame. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I did not I'm, know enough about the offensive lineman, but Charles Cross will not be available past yes. pick. Uh, so I'm actually going to, I had a, a, a weird spot here. I'm going to go um, Bernard Raymond, who I had originally at 23 of the Cardinals. Uh, I'm having him go here. I think he's he's right there. He's a very talented, uh, very raw, but very talented um, offensive tackle. So that's where I'm going to go here. And you better not mess this up. Yeah, I mean, Packers don't take wide receivers and Bengals don't take offensive linemen, right? But I got him taking a lineman here too. I got them taking Zion Johnson, guard from uh, Boston College, a guy that really kind of wild combine, helped make a name for himself. If I remember correctly, uh, he was the strongest man at the combine uh, with the most reps on the bench press. I want to say it was like 34 or something wild like that. So they're going to address the offensive line. They could go uh, Bernard Raymond here. Uh, it could go Zion Johnson. It could go a couple of different ways. I like Zion, though, as a prospect. I do like Zion, and that was a tough one. I was I was tossing those two. Um, and so uh, I'm interested to see who you go here. You went Kenyon Green. Obviously, you went higher. And we both are kind of – I feel like if I – I feel like this could go either way with the Lions. Uh, I had Jordan Davis. We won't talk about that. That was my one – that was my one. That was your – That was my mulligan. My Charles Cross. That was my mulligan. That was my mulligan. So yeah. uh, who do you got here at 32? Well, I have written down Daxton Hill, so that I, obviously that's not going to happen because I already have him going to the Chiefs, so I must have <laughs> been either very tired or something. So I, since you mentioned him earlier, I, I do think secondary is something Detroit takes, so I'm going to go with Andrew Booth here. Yeah, and he's also, a guy that – I've been seeing people go a lot of different ways here. I've been seeing people say uh, Detroit could go QB here. I've seen them saying uh, they could go wide receiver here, and I'm just like, I don't – I don't know, man. Like they have some young receivers in the building already with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown last year. They also got Quintez Cephas. So mm-hmm. I don't know if adding another youthful receiver for Jared Goff is the move. I think if you're going to add receiver talent, that's something you got to do in free agency. So go out and get another dog in the secondary. Let's go Andrew Booth. Okay. I'm about to uh, 
I didn't know where to go with this. I won't be honest with you. I didn't know. Kenyon it's Green tough, is man because when you're a team like Detroit that just has so many needs everywhere, it's like you could go anywhere. Yeah. Uh Kenyon Green obviously would make sense here. He's like mm-hmm. probably the best overall talent still left on the board on my board. Uh I I could see him going to the like early second, like maybe the Jaguars or someone like there in the early second kind of pick him up, right? Like I could see that. And I'm going to go with my man, Desmond Ritter. I, I think he's going to be that, like you said, he has a talent that's probably more of a second round talent. Do you believe in golf being there long term? We don't know. Um, I don't know where to go. So this is probably a butcher. Just, I guess the Lions are becoming my butchered because I had Jordan Davis and now I'm Devin Ritter. But I, I could go Kenyon Green. And honestly, as I'm thinking about this, and I'm going to talk myself out of this right now on live on podcast, I I'm going to go Kenyon Green. So I'll be honest. I actually kind of want to share this on stream, but I literally had Desmond Ritter with like exclamation points. And oh um, man, so I I. I I will be honest though, it was a flip, it was a flip of coin. It was either one of those two. So I, I think I'm gonna change course here. I'm gonna go Kenyon Green. Let um, me go ahead and say this about what I think about Goff. So we've seen what he can do uh with the Rams when he's got everything going for him. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's got an offensive minded head coach. He's got pro bowlers and all pros surrounded by or all around him. He can take a guy to the Super Bowl if you have uh if everything's right for him. So that doesn't put him as a tier one QB, but I don't think it puts him in like the lowest tier of QBs either. It's just that Detroit is a team that we have seen every year just not be able to surround their quarterbacks with talent. That's why Matthew Stafford's been dragging them to like these seven and nine, eight and eight like playoff borderline seasons. And I don't think golf is going to be that guy that can drag you there. So uh, Detroit's going to have to be a team that surrounds Goff with guys that they want to see him succeed because yeah. I mean it is tough to find quarterbacks that can like carry a team like that like what Stafford uh, did for Detroit I guess maybe to an extent what Aaron Rodgers has done for Green Bay but I don't hate Goff it's just everything needs to be right around yeah. him so yeah and that's why and that's why like Riz uh, like Desmond Ritter was a guy that I thought yeah maybe there and again I feel like Ritter's kind of like a similar boat where it's like you're gonna yeah, need a exactly lot of, a lot to be right around I'm him. I'm high on Ritter again I had him at 20 he's basically dropped out of my top 32 not that I don't like him I just think it's a weird spot and now that I thought about it I'm like I don't really like it anymore but can you- <laughs> I don't like him like, I like, that, I like, like a him but, meme with uh, yeah. Andy going, I don't want to yeah. play with you anymore. <laughs> but I do like I do like Kenyon Green, and it was a coin flip. So I'm going to go Kenyon Green here at 32 with the Lions. And so that's yeah. our that's our mock draft 2.0 people. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you ridicule it. Um, we all have <laughs> bad picks. I guarantee we're going to switch this again. Um, so we'll in a few weeks we'll have our mock 3.0 uh, come out once we have more of the some of the stuff coming out more of the the workouts and and free agents and stuff like that so that's what we'll have here um but i hope you guys enjoy it i hope you guys love it um i know it's been good i will say there is a bonus episode this week there's a bonus episode josh and unfortunately josh decided to depart us on vacation because (laughs) like every heathen needs a vacation um and i'll be joined by a good friend of the the show that came on months ago and Aaron Lynn of fifth and goal sports. Um, he is going to be joining to talk about March madness and talk about the brackets and all that fun stuff. So be paying attention. I think this is going to come out on Tuesday night. So this comes out on Monday night. It's going to come out on Tuesday night. So we're going to kind of have a back-to-back days this week. It's a rarity, Josh, that we have two episodes a week. It's, it's just, it's a rarity. They're blessed. 
Hey, this, is, this is an important time of the year though, Ben. It is. It is. So Josh, sure, I, hope, I hope everybody appreciates the work you're putting in to do I, all this editing and producing and uploading because I've let tried. me tell you, just as a guy who does one YouTube video a week, that's like last 15 minutes, you're putting out stuff that lasts hours. I, I know what goes into uh, the background details. That's some work, man. Yeah. And, and I, and I teach too, which is, well, luckily I'm on spring break though. So I'm on spring break this next week. So I, I kind of have more flexibility a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so I, I hope Josh, you have a great, uh, great vacation. Uh, as you're, as you're listening to this, he's on vacation. So, you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. If you love the episode of the podcast, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Let's hear their thoughts on it. Um, and if you loved it on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell that allows us to see that you want more of us, our glorious faces. And maybe if you comment good, a bit, uh, comment enough, there we go. Maybe we can get a guest on in the next few weeks. Maybe someone that can come on over and give their opinion and mock us, or I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what it would mock be. The mocks. That is true. Mock the mocks, but uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and a I hope if you are on vacation, enjoy it. If you're on a break, spend time with your family, spend time with your friends, uh, and enjoy this nice weather. Also, prayers to Ukraine. We're praying for you. Uh, we're always going to keep you in our prayers. So once again, thank you guys. And until next time, we'll see you.